everyone welcome back into the podcast this is two catholic dudes my name is ryan klaus and my name is danny cleary as always we're not priests we're not theologians we're just two catholic dudes and we're talking about our faith and uh we are back still practicing our social distancing uh doing the uh virtual distance podcast via zoom is what we're using and uh yeah but this is our third time we've had to do this and this time, for all you people, you don't know this, but this is a day podcast. Yeah, you can I've, see you can see the daylight from behind you. Yeah. I'm I'm actually podcasting from a hotel room, so uh, I kind of got the the outside light shining on me here too. So yeah, this is like our first afternoon kind of podcast. This is what me, two. Yeah, it, it reminds me of when we first started. Yeah, remember that we used to just podcast in the afternoon. That's right. Well, it was like ten or eleven, but. Um, yeah, this is it's unique. It's interesting, but there's a there's a lot of firsts for a lot of people through everything that's going on these days, you know. Oh, absolutely. And so here's the thing: I I forgot I had to tell you some. I have some sad news to start the podcast. Okay. Yeah, we didn't really talk a lot before the podcast, so we can kind of catch up on the um, on air. Is it has to do with the podcast though? Uh oh. <laughs> I was in Thousand Oaks the other day. Okay. Do you know what's closed? Um. Oh, Pete's Coffee's closed. Pete's Coffee. No gone. way. Yeah, like, the, the one we used like to they, go to. Like they just closed up shop? It just said for lease, and the Pete's Coffee was off the building. Oh, my gosh. Well, Because uh, I was I, getting I guess, uh, food, and I thought, for old time's sake, let me get a cup of coffee. And gone. I guess they, they, they were too sad that I moved out. So Yeah, they were like, what's even the point? The two Catholic <laughs> dudes don't even come around here anymore? Close it up. The, the three cups of coffee a week at most that I got was, was uh, keeping them keeping above water i guess yeah it was uh so <laughs> very sad day um hopefully hopefully it wasn't due to you know all that's going on because you know i think uh-huh. big business for big businesses it's going to be a little bit easier it's not going to be easy on anybody but for small businesses this is going to be insane yeah for small businesses it's a bummer and for big businesses where they just kind of like close certain locations it's just a bummer for the people that work there Either they close locations or they're going to have to furlough people, you know. Um, yeah. So many people are temporarily laid off. Uh, it's it's crazy. Um, anyway, but the, so what brings us together today for the podcast? I mean, aside from the podcast that we do every week. Brings us together, <laughs> what but, brings us together is the podcast. Uh, Here we but are. we are wanted to talk a little bit about Holy Week because next week uh, or this week, if you're listening on Monday, obviously, next week for us. Uh, we are in the most holy week of the year, Holy Week, and it is probably the most unique Holy Week in like, I, possibly since World the World I mean, I don't, I, I didn't really look it up. We should have looked it up if there's any, if there's been anything like this in the Catholic Church in its history, where they had to like literally cancel all public masses for an extended period of time and through Holy Week. You know, I can look it up. Public Holy Week masses. Yeah, I have too many things on my on my laptop right now. I, I I can't do it. So, while he's looking it up, uh, I'm in a hotel room right now, in lovely Bakersfield, California. I uh, I do uh, some 
random jobs. You know, musicians, they got to find random work where they can. So there's, there's a job that I do where I get to go outside in a field and uh, do sound work. So there was only a few people involved in the job and we're all kind of spread out and we each get our own hotel room. So the job came up and I took it uh, for the week that I was able to go down here and kind of my living situation back home is a little chaotic. So it was nice to have a uh, down week by myself, really quarantined when people, you know, without people coming and going. So um, I'm heading back tomorrow, back to Orange County and going to get cranking on some work. I got some videos I'm going to be filming with uh, one of my roommates, Patrick, uh, Patrick Dwyer. He's an amazing singer. We, we did an yeah, amazing a singer. We did a version of Lord, I need you uh, just last week before I came here and we're going to record a video for it. So that's going to be posted very soon. Uh, his voice will make you weep. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I can't find an exact date. It just says it's been the most, like, modern times. So, like, who knows? Since, like, like, since the Middle Ages, I guess, right? So, like, yeah, 1600. Like, yeah, so, like, nothing has been canceled uh, like this. There's been not a full-on all-public masses gone. It is unprecedented. Unprecedented. And there was no presidents back then, too. Yeah. Uh, it is pretty unreal what we're going yeah. through. So. And and it's crazy that it happened, you know, now, like during Holy Week, right? The most uh, Holy Week of the year where like there's the most masses during the week um, that people would go to. And so it's it's the week where it, the church is the most attended. Yeah. You know, uh, like yeah. a lot of churches are full to the brim. Also, you're you're kind of breaking up. Our Internet connection is spotty. You know, I'm in hotel Internet, so. We'll see if this holds up through the whole podcast. So, yeah. but if, mo- I think most of you guys are listening, not watching YouTube. If you are, right. hey, we're all, we're all is, we're is, all quarantined together. You get right. you get the quality that you get during this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but a lot of churches are stepping up their game big time to try to make Holy Week still uh, really special and still celebrate yeah. the resurrection. So, yeah, you told me what you guys are doing at Holy Cross and. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to hear. I'm trying to get my pastor to do something like that, but honestly, we're only two days out. Right now is Friday. Palm Sunday is in two days. Uh, tell the tell the good folks what you guys are doing on Palm Sunday. Um, well, originally we were going to do something. We've, we've changed it up a little bit uh, just for the safety and stuff like that, but... Uh, okay. we are doing we are doing two different masses. We're doing both English and Spanish live streamed, and then... Um, I, if uh, some people have asked, like if they can have a palm, so like the people that, that if people do come by, like we're not really like publicizing it, obviously, cause we don't want people to, uh, we don't want to encourage people to leave. Uh, but if people were to come by, uh, we would have like, I'm going to be there. I'll have a mask and stuff and I'll, I'll give out a palm if people want it, uh, to the best that we can. Nice. Cause we're trying to respect what everybody wants, you know, the distance of everyone and, and things like that. So we'll have like cones set up that people can come to but we don't want to encourage it so sure yeah uh that's the that's the important thing is being you know finding creative ways to to continue to spread our faith to continue to share uh you know our spirituality and our faith through our church through our through our communities but still uphold the laws the rules the right whatever are from our governments from our cities from our counties from our states and uh you know, walk that line because people need to be fed, but also people need to be protected and safe during this time. Absolutely. And, and that's the big thing. The, the coolest thing is, is that, um, 
we will have two live stream masses, both Spanish and English that day. Um, which is cool, you know, uh, that they yeah. were making that a priority. I love it. And you're the guy and you're learning all about production now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, production, I have one camera and it's a cell phone, but, but to make sure <laughs> that the, uh, you know, because people comment and that the, the quality of video and stream is good and that the visual is good. So it's cause how it looks for me it, when I'm there is not necessarily, I'm not, I'm almost look trying to look at it from the perspective of the viewer. Yeah, you have to not the perspective of me. And I think you right? were saying that your environment crew, or at least one person is going to come in. They're going to decorate. Cause you guys are just doing mass in the chapel. So they're going to decorate for Palm Sunday. They're going to deck it out <laughs> just a, at least what the camera sees in red exactly. and, and you know? Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's been crazy because like, so we have this one lady that decorates and then me. So like I'll go in and I'll do some stuff and then I'll leave and then she'll come in and she'll do some stuff and then leave stuff. Like if it's too high or if it's too heavy and then I'll come back and when she leaves, so we're, we're not ever, we're, someone's always by themselves, you know, That's for right. that, yeah. to create that, but like still putting in the effort to make it special and to make, uh, remind people that even if they're seeing on camera, I want them to notice a visible difference between Palm Sunday, between Holy Thursday, between Easter Sunday. Um, because obviously there's, um, there's two the, more things in between those. But right, but like the different the different days of <laughs> yeah, I, got week, you. I want them to see there's there's clearly a difference in environment. I think that a lot of times uh when you're just looking at something on the camera, if it's the same thing, they'll kind of blend together like oh which what week is this? What mass is this? Whereas when it's holy week and every in- liturgy is really 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 um special um we want to make sure that that's uh exactly you know, you know environment is key environment helps draw people in to a closer relationship to to God and like you know this from your retreats the your your retreats stepped up enormously when you bought lights for uh the youth room and you were able to um i mean it's a huge lighting situation that you guys have there and right. then when you guys are doing skits and you guys are doing uh prayer like night prayer and whatever, whatever it is, you set the tone in that room with the lighting, you set the tone with, you know, votives or, or images or, or whatever that you need to add to that room that helps draw people in. So why wouldn't you do the same for your liturgies? I mean, obviously they do, but, uh, nothing should change. Even if you're just doing from your, from your camera, from your phone, right. you know, you're filming it set that tone, set, set the environment, create that space. I mean, look at, look at me. I'm, I'm in this hotel room, but I, I thought about it before I turned on the camera, what it was looking at. I didn't have a lot of options. You always want to be like mindful of it though. So I, I at least made the bed, uh, actually here in the hotel room, they're not coming in to, to change and change the sheets every day. If I really wanted to, I can request it, but they're trying to keep everything safe here as well. So there's Makes a, sense. They're, they're not coming in the room at all. So I had to make my bed in the hotel room and I made it at least look kind of okay. For yeah, I mean, I, I have my like production light and everything set up over here and stuff like that. So, right. I, I may, we're, we try to, you, every, you're trying to make do with what you have. And I exactly. think that that's the good thing that I think a lot of parishes are doing that. They're making do to make things the best that they can be with the current circumstances. Mm hmm. And hopefully a lot of churches are realizing the power of social media and the power of uh, this digital medium that we have. And whether it's an older pastor or just a pastor that's kind of out of touch with with uh, 
you know, all the new media that's available, hopefully this is a wake up call. And like, I think your pastor, my old pastor, he was, he was kind of not really into any of it, but now he's like all on board. He's on fire for it. And it's, it's kind of revitalizing his faith. You said, or not his faith, but like it's revitalizing him. Like, uh, he's like super excited. I probably said that in a weird way, but like, no, um, I think that like, cause he, he, he'll tell you, he'll be the first to tell you like he's, he's, he's old school, you know? And yeah. And, and he was very much when I brought the idea to him, he was kind of like, I don't like he doesn't know how to do that or how to. Right. You know, right. He, he laughs sometimes because like he says he goes, every time I'm lucky, I'll see your guys's podcast on Facebook if it happens to be there. Like, you know, he's <laughs> he wouldn't know like, how to find it otherwise. Exactly. Right? But when it pops yeah. up, he's like, hey, right on. Uh, or like I've seen him pop into our live streams a few times. Just like. Right, right, right. By happenstance. Um, but what was cool is. Uh, something that I, I really appreciated about him is in this time of like, uh, you know, I guess crisis is the word. Uh, he leaned upon those who had the skills and had the knowledge in which to elevate what was going on. Yeah. So when I came to him and said, here's what I want to do. Here's what I think we can accomplish. He went, great. You're the guy. What else do I need to do? And with the our decorating people. We need you to do this this way. She was like, okay, great. I can do that. So it's elevating. It's like high, uh, it's using people's strengths. Exactly. In a time of great weakness, you're using the strengths of others to give to the, to do the best, to put your best put, uh, best foot forward. Yeah, you got there. All right. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I love hearing that and I love all the great things that you guys are doing at Holy Cross. I miss all you guys. I miss, uh, Monsignor Hernandez. If you are listening, if you found it on Facebook somehow, uh, I, I miss you and I hope you're doing, I hope you're doing well. So, uh, all right, let's, let's chat though. We got to chat about Holy Week. Obviously this is a unique yeah. Holy Week, but Holy Week is it's amazing. It is the pinnacle of our faith. It is the source and summit, like, well, the liturgy, but like this, this triduum, the Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Vigil into Easter Sunday. This is what we are all about. We are an Easter people as Catholics, and this is what we celebrate. Jesus is, Jesus is passion, his death and his resurrection. And this is the week that we celebrate it all. It is amazing. So starting from Palm, does Palm Sunday officially, it's officially starts Holy Week, right? I think so. Um, yeah, but it's not part of the Triduum, but it it Correct. is the, kind of the start of Holy Week. Exactly. So this Sunday, uh, it, well, yesterday for you guys, if you're listening on Monday, is Palm Sunday, and I think this is such a cool liturgy because it's it's this one of two liturgies where we start outside, right? Am I th- am I forgetting any other? No, it's yeah that and one the vigil. Of, one of two liturgies that we start outside. Now this creates uh, some interesting moments because some people there are like, I'm not giving up my pew. Uh, <laughs> and so like, you, you know, most people are gathered outside to wherever, wherever everyone agreed to gather is. But then like the pastor usually comes in and there's like a pocket of people that are sprinkled around and they're like, Hey guys, don't forget we're we meeting are... outside. <laughs> but like, I get it. Some old people or, or, or handicapped or disabled people, they can't get up and that's fine. Uh, but like some people, they just don't want to miss out on their pew. You know, people have their spot. Yeah, Cause so, like at the vigil last year, he, we, I know I'm jumping ahead, but he was like, he put me at the door. He like, nobody gets in. I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. it's gonna, yeah. That's rough because yeah, some people do need to sit down, but 
what what I've seen before is after the blessing and after the reading and the blessing of the palms and when they they're released to go, in a way to go back into the church, everyone's just like out of my way. I got to get to my spot, and it's just like a madhouse. Everyone trying to rush in. Right. Uh, so. I think there's certain ways. Obviously, time is an issue because the mass is longer, and mm-hmm. and and most churches are like they, they jump you know one mass into the next into the next into the next, and you know when it's a longer mass, they don't have time to do a, a single file line or something like that. But uh, at at my old my other church, St. Julie's, before I moved, it was the five o'clock Sunday night mass, so there wasn't a mass. I don't know if they did it in the morning, but like we would go all the way around the church in a du- in like double file line. And that forced everyone to like stay in line and we walk all the way in kind of a slow procession with, uh, with the presider and the altar servers in the front. It was beautiful, you know? Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So anyways, uh, everyone meets outside or hopefully most people do. And there's, there's, you know, there's a, the opening prayer and, and blessings, but then there's a, there's an additional gospel reading. So there's a gospel reading before the mass begins and it's the gospel reading of Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey, right? Yeah. And every yeah. and everyone's like, "He's here, Hosanna to the Son of David, uh, Hosanna in the highest, blessed." You know, like they're like, "The right. the man is here. This is this is our guy," and they're like all praising him, and it's amazing. Right. And we all we all come in with our palms because they're like waving their palms as he comes in. That's that's why we do the palms. Right. Uh, But I love he's a big deal. I love it so much because it's this huge celebration leading and we all come inside, hopefully not pushing each other out of the way to get to our pews. We all come inside. We hear we 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 hear the first reading. But then right after that, it flips and we and we sing Psalm 20, 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And all of a sudden, every everyone turned on him. And so the same people that were praising him and waving palms uh, were like, "Well, see, that's where it gets tricky because I okay. also thought that, but it's not like it's not the same people." Okay, it's not it, like just if we look at it from a biblical standpoint. Yeah, if because that was the misconception, and like little kids would ask, or and and young people would ask me all the time, they'd be like, "How come everyone's like super hyped that he's there like one day, and then like so mad?" the next day. And I was like, and I always thought that's weird. Right. And so the passion, as you know, it's one of my, the talks that I give. And so I, I was like, I dove into this and I was like, who, who are these people that are saying that? But, and we can get into this more if we want to go into the theology and the, and the scriptural verses of good Friday, but it's, it's a very, We're not sw- theologians, but he but, has dived into this, yeah. but like the, uh, the, the crowd of people is who the high priests like set up to come to their closed uh, setup so that they could ensure that Jesus was chosen, that Jesus was called for death. Uh, so it's like uh, when lawyers select their own. Their, Precisely. Their, their... It was it was very calculated. Yeah. You know, uh, like. It says that like there's I'm going to find it so I can read it. But it says like there's very key words that the scripture uses so that it explains that the high priests were doing it on purpose because the reason being is because Jesus, it was not fair. Jesus was innocent. Right. And so that but his being condemned 
Are you, am I still with you? It's saying my internet. Sucks. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Just okay. Keep rolling. Uh, but my he was condemned as an innocent man because they had a closed. Even when they arrested him and brought him to trial, it was in the middle of the night. Right? It wasn't like a fair trial. Right, exactly. The, the the people that were accusing him were the ones that already thought he was a bad guy in the first place. Obviously, we know what they're going to say. So we'll get into that. But I just want to make sure that we at least get that distinction. That good, there, good. I'm glad you brought was, that up. There was the faithful. The faithful were there. You know, but I'm sure, cheering I'm him sh- on. I'm sure when he was uh, being marched past them uh, after being beaten and he's carrying the cross and, and there's a crowd and they're watching him, the same people that were cheering, they weren't about to go like, Hey, like, you know, like, what are you doing? Stop that. They were like, oh man, let me just be quiet. Like, uh, that's my guy. But like, I don't want to be, I don't want to get thrown up there too. So I'm just going to kind of like quietly watch this happen, unfortunately. But right. I, anyways, the symbolism I think is beautiful of everyone rejoicing that Jesus is coming into town. And then in mass, immediately it's, it's shifted. And, yes. and we're and we're singing this psalm, and then we read the gospel of the passion. Uh, so it's it's a beautiful, beautiful liturgy. Uh, except, not except, but you look out there. Usually in mass, not this week, but you look out, and it's the long reading. And what do, what do all the kids do in the pews? What? They got their palms. Oh, everyone's making crosses. Everyone's making the crosses. I I don't do that. I I'm in it. I'm in it. You should. We should just hand out only pre-made, pre-made pre-made cross palms. The gift shop has them, and you can just like you can just go buy it. So you don't have to waste your time doing it. Yeah, like if you're gonna make a cross in mass, here you go. Now you yeah. can pay attention. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Palm Sunday, and then you know we hear the we hear the passion, and uh, every every choir in history is gonna sing "Were You There" at the end of mass, probably. <laughs> or the yeah then, the. the uh, the were you there when they crucified my Lord? Yeah. That song? Yeah. 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 That's, that's what you, that's what you do. Uh, it's beautiful. So then Palm Sunday is over and we are officially into Holy week proper. And then, uh, Monday, y'all know what happens on Monday. I, I pronounced it wrong last week, but it's the chrism mass. Have you ever been to a chrism mass, Danny? I don't think so. I must uh, have. I, I, I'm sure I have. I haven't. I have not been. But it's it's usually at the cathedral or a cathedral, right? And the archbishop or the cardinal or the yeah, one of those two, they're presiding, and that's when you bless all of the oils that are going to be taken back to your your parishes for the year. And the oils. Yes, so I have been. I've been to it once. We went on like a okay. youth ministry field trip a long time ago. Okay. So I've been there once. It's at, it was at the, right. it's at the cathedral. Like all the priests go, and they you get like the oils for. Uh, like you're saying, and for confirmation for later. In the yeah, day. for confirmation, for baptisms, for uh, anointing of the sick, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think I actually went the year before I got confirmed. Okay. Like, because we were like really, like I was one of the, I was super interested at that point. Like starting to. So I yeah. was like, oh, I want to go to the mass where they get the oil that I'll be confirmed with by the bishop. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so... Our, our connection is horrible right now, but, uh, sorry, everybody. That's quarantine life. That's what, that's what you get. Uh, thanks for hanging with us through it. So, uh, Christmas, I don't, I, again, I think that's 
that's pretty much it. I don't really know all the ins and outs of the liturgy because I haven't been involved, but that's the purpose of it is to is to bless the oils that all the pastors and, and parishes will have for the next year. Yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of Holy Week. Those are those are really important days. Do you know what happens on those days? Preparation. <laughs> yeah, a lot of practices probably. Pra- rehearsals think- and decorating and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are the craziest days for choir directors and choirs. Okay. Usually, uh, some people are like super prepared and they've been practicing for weeks and weeks, and they just give the choir that Tuesday Wednesday off. Um, I'm not that choir director, so I'm I work them. <laughs> I work him to the bone on, on Wednesday. We're practicing for like three hours. Uh, nice. But not this year. Guys, enjoy the, enjoy the time off, guys. It's yeah. going to be great. Well, uh, as in, in the youth ministry realm, it's a pretty easy week. Um, there are easy days, excuse me. Uh, yeah. I always kind of got uh, pulled into Holy Week as like a tech, a backstage person. I was always helping with uh, the extra setup and stuff and helping to get things ready. But like Tuesday, Wednesday, I was like, I don't have any events because I used to actually know uh, what I would do last year is on Tuesday. I remember I used to do my good Friday thing with the kids. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I would do a rehearsal t- on Tuesday. Gotcha. Tell us when you, uh, about that, when we get to good Friday and yeah, I want to yeah. hear about your tech, about your tech woes when we get to the Easter vigil, Ugh. uh, we share, we shared that on like one of our first episodes, the yeah. funny things that happen in mass, but we'll wait till we get to the Easter vigil to hear about that story. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we got a few more minutes before we got a break, but I think we can di- start to dive into Holy Thursday. Wow. So Holy Thursday is probably my f- second favorite mass of the year after the vigil, obviously. Um, because it, it, it's just so, uh, there's so many really amazing things that happen. Uh, I love, I like the, the, the visual of the washing of the feet. Um, because it's, it just, it shows the example of Christ so much and the humility of God that he would, you know, take a servant's job upon himself. Because I think that a lot of us, as Catholics. And I think a lot of us too, that are kind of in the, the Catholic, like we're, we're Catholic influences. You and I are on the very like end of that list. <laughs> we're, very like, bottom we're like, we're like D minus D minus yeah. Catholic. Uh, yeah. But, influencers. but like the people that we've met and encountered and stuff like that, sometimes we can think like, look at us, you know? And I just think that we need to look to Christ who's like, Christ is like, no, I'm here to wash the feet of the people I'm here to serve. And I think we forget that sometimes, you know, like, I don't remember, mm-hmm. like, I, I remember, especially like when I remember when we got booked to, to go, uh, speak and stuff, I, I, before we'd get there, I'd be like, oh, like, we should tell them, we would joke, like, we should tell them we need a bowl of M&Ms with only green ones in it or something like, and I'm like, we're going to serve these people, you know? Yeah. Like we're, we're not going like. We're going to be servants to God. Or when I do youth ministry, like it's not Danny's youth ministry. Danny is a servant of God for these people. I have to wash the feet of these teens exactly. that I'm ministering to. You know, and, and I know it's it's difficult when you go to those events and you get booked to be a speaker or be a musician or whatever. It's tough, but like, and you're doing a lot, but yeah as much as possible we try to go in and say hey guys how can we help you know we're, right. we're all set up we're all set up we're here we're ready to go but like is there anything that you guys need from us and there people are like floored wait why would you no no we're paying you to be here but it's like yeah but like if you need a hand with something do you guys need 
we'll we'll hand out food to to the kids that are coming through or like let's just be there let's be with them and and, and engage be with them part and, of and, the day yeah Exactly. And I think a lot of people do forget that. And again, Holy Thursday is a great reminder that no matter how important you seem to be or you feel like you are, you need to get in there and get dirty with the with with your with people, you know, yeah. show them uh, with everything that you do, everything that you are, that you're willing to uh, to give of yourself to them. Yeah, especially and if you're a leader, be a servant leader. That's what God calls us to yes. do. And that is what he exemplified on Holy Thursday, I mean, through his whole ministry, but really on Holy Thursday, when he washed the feet of his disciples, he showed us what it means for servant leadership. And we need to take that example. And uh, I, I think that it's awesome. And what we would do at our church, what would they do at a lot of churches is they'd take like a representative from each of like the major player ministries at the church. Um, so like, it'd be like someone from the Hispanic ministry. Uh, I'd pick a member of my peer ministry team, the RCIA hang on, purple. Hang on, daddy. We're, we're running out of time, but I, it's a little cliffhanger. What are those, what are those ministries going to represent? Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out in just a moment, like right now. All right. And we're back. Thanks for waiting so long. Uh, we're going to hear all about what all those ministries do at your church. I'm sure you guys can't even guess, but uh, tell us more about, tell us more about the ministries on Holy well, Thursday. They obviously represent the 12 disciples, um, whom Jesus washed the feet of. So, but we like apostles? to different apostles, apostles, uh, but we like to, um, you know, bring ministries, people that are, that are doing ministry as they were in our parish community now, and and have them be in the place of that, and then the priests obviously will wash their feet. It's really exactly cool a lot of places do it, but it's and, I like that it's we use people that are heavily involved in different ministries at the church, and hopefully, uh, they plan that your church plans this out and tells the people beforehand so that they can come and have already showered. Because the point isn't that you're getting a free foot yeah. wash, right? <laughs> yeah, it's they're, they're they're obviously we actually have them process in and stuff as part of the mass and things like that. Right, right. Um, and also, uh, they usually have some people uh, present the oils that you uh, received at the chrism mass. Yes, that also remember happens. remember last year though we didn't plan. This was a case of not planning correctly, and uh, we just picked somebody. Once you just picked one of your like youth ministry kids. At oh random. yeah, yes. They were like, and he was wearing like shorts and like a t-shirt, and he's like, uh. So like, it was, he it was be- poor Sam. He was, and he had, he and he like looks at me and he's like, Danny, I I'm, I came from baseball practice. <laughs> I'm like, good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you want to prepare and make sure that people know and they can dress accordingly because it's a right. it's it's a really great uh, liturgy and you want to pre- you're presenting the oils and you want to present yourself your best. You always want to dress nice for mass. But uh, so, yeah, there, that usually happens at the beginning of mass. This year I had this whole song or it's like a, a sung version of the presenting of the oil. So there's something you say during before each one, but mm-hmm. you can sing it. So it's a, kind of like a chanty thing. Uh, behold the oil of the catechumens before witches, whatever, something like that. I don't remember. And honestly, we didn't practice it because everything got canceled. So uh, we'll, we'll do that next year. Uh, so yeah, you present next the oils. The thing, the things that are different at this mass is you, you present the oil of the catechumens, the oil of the that baptismal oils, all that. You have the feet washing, which is awesome. So that's kind yeah. of a, a separate little moment. And uh, obviously the readings are, the first reading is Old Testament about uh, 
uh, about uh, da, 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 the um, Passover. Yeah, that's the word mm-hmm. I was looking for. So it's the Passover reading. And then the gospel is like the Last Supper. Is, and yes. that's, that's, that's kind of the mass that we are celebrating is, is Jesus' Last Supper. So other than that, you're going to hear all the... If, if your music minister is planning accordingly, you're going to hear all the bread songs, all the... All the bread songs. <laughs> all the table songs. Uh, and then you're going to end, I think, the, the, the way the liturgy ends, and it actually doesn't even officially end, because Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Vigil are actually all one liturgy. So there's no real end to it, but the night has to come to an end, right? So uh, the way the, the liturgy wraps up, I guess I should say, is I think one of the beautiful, most beautiful moments is they strip the altar bare. Yes. They strip, they strip everything away uh, from the sanctuary, and it's mm. completely barren. Uh, and, then, and then they take, uh, they take the, Jesus in the monstrance with incense to a place of repose, usually the, the church hall or something. So some, if they don't, if yeah. they're not going to the hall, sometimes they process all the way like around, around all the, the church, yeah. around the church, around the aisles and everything. Um, if they're going to process across the parking lot or something like that, they'll just kind of go straight down. Um, and then there's, you know, a time of adoration with, with, uh, Jesus Christ. So yeah. I, I was actually supposed to be on, uh, create a parking lot, like, uh, what's the word? procession like making sure people aren't driving you know while monsignor's processing with the with jesus in the eucharist uh yes. across the parking lot i was like in charge of the uh making sure that that happened this year because like last year we had a couple people that were just like you know they were just like pulling out of their spot and it's like there's a procession yeah happening. it's like hey um, Je- jesus is coming through like you yeah, guys can you, you please can you wait a sec yeah i think hop in line or wait <laughs> Uh, last year, the environment crew really stepped it up. It was actually the Hispanic. It was the Hispanic ministries. They they decided to yeah. take this project on, and it was such a great idea. And I was actually going to have my environment crew at my new parish do this, but now it's not happening. Is they created kind of a Garden of Gethsemane yeah. feel in the hall with like mm-hmm. plants and greenery and like a path, uh, like a like a dirt path and votives, and it was it was beautiful, it was beautiful. beautiful, absolutely. So. Creating again, creating that environment, creating the yeah. space for people to encounter Jesus more fully is really, yeah. really important. Because if you go to if you go in the hall and like all the lights are on and they just like put put Jesus on like a the regular like you know fold out table, everyone's like, oh well, you know, I was just in here a couple of days ago for the fish fry. Like this doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Exactly. You want to if you want people to be reverent, you have to set people up for success and give them create a reverent space. You know. Exactly. And that's, I think that people, people miss. They should be like, well, like the feel of the room is very important. Like when you go to the circus, you know that this is a circus because it's going wild and crazy and everything's fun. But if you go into a place of, of prayer and a place of worship, you should feel that as well by the environment. And that will help you to be more reverent in the same, in that vein. On that point, before we get into good Friday and Easter vigil, um, Obviously, things are different this year. Uh, this this isn't the Holy Week podcast that we were gonna expect to be having, you know, no, because not at all. everybody 
everyone's at home. We can't go to public masses. So on that on that theme of creating a, a sacred space, what can we do? Because I'm sure we're all going to be watching liturgies. It's not that masses aren't going to be taking place, but public masses won't be. So we're going to be watching from our homes. We're going to be watching whatever live stream, hopefully your parish's live video, or if not, you know, Word on Fire, Ascension Presents, and any other ones you could watch. But like, how are we going to present ourselves for those liturgies, even though we're not physically there? Are we going to just be in our pajamas and like, you know, laying down, laying in our bed, laying on the couch, you know, kind of sprawled out? Or are we going to like, I mean, I've heard some people, they actually dress in their Sunday best and they kneel when they're kneel, like set up, set up, set up, set up the room and make it seem something special. You know, it's, that's probably a hard sell for a lot of people for regular Sundays, but I, um, you know, for the triduum, maybe Uh, this is new for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I know that my family, like, they all like do the like they they say the responses and stuff out loud and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I've been and, doing that exactly. And what what was cool was um, a lot of when I when we watched it when I was I'm directing it on Facebook, but uh, the people that are watching will during the sign of peace they'll like type peace be with you and stuff. Right, right. So at least I know they're paying attention, right? Because sometimes I'll put on a live video and I'm just gonna be like, it's in the background. Right. Uh, but, but like being totally there in that present. moment and, and paying attention to what's really going on, being in that space. Yeah. Participating uh, in the mass, even though you're not physically there. Yeah. Um, following along, you know, uh, there's there's plenty of sources online that can I just Googled just now what the readings were. So, like, there's plenty of ways to figure that out. Like, so read mm-hmm. along. Yeah. Um, USCCB can, is the one I always go to. You can yeah. follow follow along the readings there, or any number of apps. Just make sure you get the Catholic ones. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 treat it like you're actually at mass. The mass transcends space and time, so it doesn't matter what space you're in. You know, in these uncertain times, right. step it up and and right. make the best of it. Do, Bring Jesus, invite Jesus in here. Exactly. Home. Due to the physical limitations of, of uh, you know, the fact that we are human beings, we can't receive Jesus in the sacraments, but we can bring Jesus to us spiritually. Um, and that's what, you know, getting that spiritual communion. That's, I think that's really important. Yeah, so, but being, like, we, we are set still yourself, the, go ahead. Set yourself up for that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. But we, and remember that we are still the mystical body of the church and that the, the Holy Spirit connects us all together. Yeah, and I think you said it in the last time. We have our our rules, our our human our human rules, but like God can do what he wants. God does what he wants. Yeah. So All right. So so Holy Thursday wraps up. The mass doesn't the liturgy doesn't wrap up cuz it's continuing through which I think is beautiful, mm-hmm. but it wraps up with with adoration and then everybody goes home and then we are on to Good Friday. Good Friday. Uh, um, Good Friday is the only day in the church calendar where there is not mass celebrated. Jesus is not present in the tabernacle all day. Jesus, uh, we are, we are, uh, we have a, a, uh, what do they call it? Not a liturgy, but a, uh, a prayer service. Yeah. Like it's like a reflection on the word and yeah, veneration so, but, of the cross and stuff like that. But it's beautiful. It is awesome. Abs- absolutely beautiful. Um, the, I think again, if if you are not liturgy buffs and you didn't really notice, there there was no particular end to Holy Thursday. There is no beginning to Good Friday. They just walk in from the from the sacristy. 
There's no song played. There's no song. It's complete silence. And when they walk in, the, the presider and the deacons lay prostrate on the floor of the sanctuary. That's powerful. And they, in powerful. complete silence, everyone's standing, and they are flat on the floor, face down. It's, it's unbelievable. Then, they, then yeah. they get up, and, and I think they say, let us continue our prayer. Or some, I believe those are the words. Uh, because right. we're continuing our prayer from Holy Thursday. Right. And then and the prayer service, or the, 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 yeah, the service begins. Um, there's, there's a reading, and then we hear uh, Psalm 27, I believe it is. It's not, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's, uh, I forgot. I write all the Psalms. I have it written. Uh, you'll <laughs> hear it on Wednesday, Psalm of the Week, or one of these days, because you're going to hear a bunch of Psalm of the Weeks this week. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then you hear, again, the Passion reading on, on that Good Friday service. We, uh, I believe it's usually always the reading according to John. And then... I believe so. The... The rotation of the three years on Palm Sunday switch between the other three for the Passion. That's uh, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so we hear the Passion again, and then after that you have the solemn intercessions. So it's the prayers of the faithful, but but not like you've ever heard before. Uh, There's like 20 of them, and in between each one, it's up to your pastor's discretion, but in between each one you kneel. Uh, like the the priest or the presider reads a prayer and then the the deacon has a response to it and then everybody kneels when he responds and then you get back up and you do another one and you kneel and it goes on for a while but they're really beautiful uh and then after that you have the adoration of the cross and veneration. that's veneration veneration of the cross Thank you. And here's the cool thing about the way this the way this starts is the veneration starts with them at the back of the church yeah. holding right. up holding up the cross and when they're at the back they hold it up and they say behold the wood of the cross they usually chant it yeah, they, they, i think they have to chant it right yeah they have to it's in it's in the germ like that they hold up the cross and they say behold the wood of the cross and then we all say come let us adore whatever whatever way we chant come let us adore okay then they walk to the middle of the church they raise the cross again uh behold the wood of the cross is there some another line i think it's just that and then then they do a then they do it a third time at the front in uh, in front of the altar. Again, they elevate, behold the wood of the cross, come let us adore. And that is a uh, reflection of what's going to happen the following night as we begin the Easter vigil procession with the Easter candle. Three times you elevate and you, and uh, with the, with this, this, this sim- symbolic meaning uh, kind of correlating between the Good Friday and the Easter vigil uh, celebration. So that's a really cool thing. And then we all come in, we venerate the cross. Uh, and usually, I mean, for me, a music minister, that's like the time when you can just like get people. I mean, those, those are the most like, just like pulling on your heartstring songs that you can choose for that moment of the veneration of the cross, uh, on good Friday. It's just unbelievable experience usually. Sure. Uh, and then after, after the veneration, we have communion. There is communion, uh, but we don't actually do a liturgy of the Eucharist. We have extra communion from Holy Thursday because, again, it's the same liturgy. So you you consecrate a lot more uh, hosts than you would normally, and uh, you have communion. And then everybody leaves in silence, and the, and the presiders and the deacons just go back to the sacristy, and there's no official ending because this, the... Uh, 
the true to him is not over yet. Right. They're all connected. I think it's all connected. I think it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's super uh, cool. Um, but here's the thing is, and when we talk about Good Friday, we really do, I, th- I do want to dive into a little bit, like the liturgical part of it is amazing and it's great and it's beautiful. But I think because everyone is kind of away from that right now, it's a good time for us to look at it from what is actually happening. Like, what are we, what is Good Friday? What is the Lord's passion? Like, um, for some people, I think that it may just be, is it just, you know, when you dive into the passion of Christ, like, do you really look at it as what is going on, uh, on all these things, you know, or like what, what really God went through, what really God did in order to secure our salvation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm going to go kind of bring us back to a little callback, uh, cause I found that scripture that I was talking about. All right. About the, so we were talking about how, uh, we were saying that Palm Sunday, we rejoice that God comes in. He, he, that Jesus is in town. And then those people are like upset. Right. Uh, and we have to remember too, that, that when he went into Jerusalem, like it was Passover, which is like the biggest holiday in the Jewish faith. So there was like, it was, the city was overwhelmed. There was a lot of people. They were not practicing social distancing. Um, <laughs> and they are everywhere. Uh, so when we read, uh, this, this, uh, I had it here. Just uh, let me make sure. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm in Mark, the gospel of Mark chapter 15. And it says here that uh, Pilate said, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. So Pilate knew what was going on. Uh, but the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have them release Barabbas for them instead. So like that is huge that we read there is that it was a calculated plan against God, an mm-hmm. innocent man who, you know, the, 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 the Jesus had the, the faithful were there. And that's why it's important that we not be disheartened, you know, because the faithful were there. They were excited they were chanting that their messiah had come and we re- but because of the envy of the chief priests and the, the they were their power was threatened they did everything they could to ensure the outcome that they wanted the outcome yeah. that jesus knew jesus knew exactly. of course that everything was coming but that's why i like that that reading because it specifies it's like don't uh we don't want to get confused that jesus wasn't beloved and 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 praised even in death that he had so many people that believed in him and we can take example from that um, yeah even in in his in his worst days there was people that that trusted him right uh i heard i heard this one time and it rocked my world and i, I I'm, I'm sure you as well and you were the one i think who, who initially told it to me but you said if you could if we could put ourselves in any character's shoes in the passion story, who would it be? Would it be Pontius Pilate? Would it be the crowd? Would it be Jesus? Would it be his apostles? Um, would it be uh, Mary Magdalene? Who would who would uh, would it be um, Simon? Uh, uh, you know who would, who would we put ourselves? We're Barabbas in that story. We are Barabbas. We are the criminals who don't deserve to be saved, and Jesus uh, steps up and he takes our place, and we mm-hmm. are freed. Mm-hmm. And he puts and he takes his place on the cross in our stead. Yeah, Barabbas is the first one that Jesus freed. Jesus saved. Yeah, that Jesus it's, it's, ta- Jesus that that is so symbolistic. Is Jesus took the place of the guilty criminal? 
Jesus takes the place of the guilty sinner in you and me. Yeah, and I think so many people. It's so obvious, but like so many people, just that uh, that that symbolism is is passed on uh, and passed by them, and they don't realize it. But then when, once they hear, it, it's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? How did I miss that this whole yeah. time? So like that's the thing about the word. You can always dive into it further and find new things and find. It's just like, oh, it's awe inspiring. Okay, yeah. so we're we're going long this time. It's fine. We're gonna, this is going to be a. a a second stop episode. Um, <laughs> all right. So anything else on good Friday? Um, no, I don't. I mean, I could talk about, I could do a whole episode on good, for good right. Friday. Right. Um, so I next just, year, let's save it for next year. Just the biggest thing I want to, I want to say it on good Friday is to all of our viewers that are listening, I'll throw my, I'll get my mic drop moment in here. Uh, because the reason why good Friday is so special to me is because we're united of course, with Christ in our suffering through his suffering. But when we look at the crucifixion of Christ and why that story, why the brutality of the passion and everything else is so intense, but why did Jesus do all of this? Like we know what, right? Jesus got beat up. We know what happened to him. But the biggest thing of why, why Jesus died, why Jesus was crucified, why he willingly took this uh, punishment. And it's because he looks at each one of us and thinks and says we're that we're worth dying for that he won't risk our sin keeping us from him and that is what changed my life when i when i understood that right is when I, when i was young and i was trying to figure out what why is god so like what is god about like why why is everyone so hyped up about jesus not because of i, I was i didn't understand what changed my life is when jesus like the jesus would go through hell and back because I'm worth dying for to him. That's what changed my heart. And I think mm. that's what can penetrate a lot of people. And that's a and good, that's what good Friday is about. That's a good transition. What you just said right there, because, uh, after, after good Friday, we're going to get to the Easter vigil, but what happens on, uh, Saturday, like Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, there's nothing, you know, the church is closed. There's no Jesus in the tabernacle. Uh, and so this isn't the like tabernacle can- is empty. Like exactly, exactly. This isn't canon law, but, uh, a lot of theologians and scholars believe that Jesus went down to hell and he battled it out down there. And he said, all right, everybody, let's go. Let's go. You're coming Jailbreak. with me. Right. <laughs> So I, I believe that. I think that's amazing. So, you know, I, it, it's hard for me. And this is where I get a lot of flack between the uh, traditional, more traditional folk in the faith, uh-huh. I think. Yep. Um, we've talked about this uh, hundreds of times, but is uh, like Bishop Barron, who's one of both of our inspirations. Um, he's he's incredible. Uh, he always said that, like, he wrote a book, a foreword of a theologian called, uh, I don't know the first name, but Balthazar is the last name. And um, mm-hmm. it was a foreword about, dare we hope that all men be saved. And it was about, like, saying that, like, we can hope that all men were saved. That that even the that people that are wicked, eventually Jesus will forgive them too. And I think that when a lot of people are, like, like doom people to hell, like, when another human being dooms another human being or says like, you're going to go to hell if you do this or if you do that, or if you, for me, it's like, why is, why are you belittling the power of God? Uh, you know, God's, God's love is, is 
is got to be. I know for sure it's stronger than my failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that there is one hundred percent hell is a real possibility and hell is a reality, but to think that like that it's easy to get there, I think is if you trust God and you run to Him and you live your life accordingly, I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to redact what I said earlier because it kind of goes with that point. I said, you know, Jesus, we, some of, you know, some people believe that Jesus went down to hell and he battled it out. There was no battle. No uh, battle. Because hell is, is the absence of light. If God is light in our metaphor, hell is the absence of light, but darkness cannot overcome light. That's what we talk about in the Easter vigil with the Easter candle. Once, once Jesus comes down there and is the light, nothing, there's no battle. The light overcomes it all. It's just an instant moment. And it's, and it's like, see you later. We're, we're all out of here. Here we go. God God is the light that breaks the darkness. It breaks the darkness. There we go. So uh, this is going to be a long episode because I, if if anyone was like, what did you do on good Friday? I was saying, I was saying when we get to good Friday, you can tell them about what you do for your youth ministry event. Oh yeah. I forgot. Right. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll, I'll explain it. So what I, I created an event that, uh, it's like a, I call it the passion experience. Um, and what it is, is it's, a event where every all the I blindfold everybody and I sit them on the floor around the except, room except the people that are like putting except it on the, yeah the leaders <laughs> imagine that every, it's just everyone's blindfolded <laughs> even me I don't I'm blindfolded yeah it's, and and that's it that's all we do having a friend <laughs> um, no so we blindfold obviously the participants and then the leaders are there and we have a script of the passion of the scripture and I think that we use uh. It's either John or uh, Mark. I don't remember which gospel I used. Um, And it's just a chance to like, I read it as if the characters are there. And I've played Jesus for the last few years. um, And I wear like this big hefty leather jacket. Danny is an intense actor. Let me tell you. (laughs) Like he's Uh, very good. I just try to bring it, you know, I want it to be known. So I put on this big heavy jacket and I have my brother is usually the guy that does it with me. And he has a literal leather belt and he just is whipping me with this belt. And when it hits my leather jacket, it makes the loudest sound you can imagine. And I'll scream bloody murder. And we, uh, we try to portray as if they again, were sitting there in the crowd at Calgary when all this happened. Again, guys, this is an auditory experience so yeah, I, I'm not uh, any you guys children. it's not but i'm saying it, it, we're not portraying jesus as like uh fonzie with his leather jacket yeah so nobody that's i i that, that's a good point so, yeah, <laughs> nobody can see obviously so yeah. it's, it's just an audio adventure um exactly where they're all sitting just picturing letting the sounds kind of create a picture in their mind of what's going on and like all they're obviously sitting they can't see and when i get hit I have like a piece of wood that I'll throw on the ground and it'll like bounce. And like when you can tell when, when so, even when you're blindfolded and something lands next to you, you can feel when something's next to you Yep. or like I'll hit the ground and I'll fall and roll. And like, I've like grabbed a kid's foot before as I'm pushing myself up and I want them to like, feel like, like what, ha- what if this was happening right in front of you? It's like, like a 4d, well, not 4d experience. It's, it's like a 3d experience yeah. because you lost, <laughs> you lost one of your senses, but uh, yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> but but uh it, it's it's just a really really intense um 
time of prayer. And then what I do is like when I'm done with when the passion is over, we hit the lightning sounds, boom, it, it goes silent when we when we read the scripture of that Jesus died and it goes silent and then we clean everything up really fast while they're also blindfolded. And then when the lights turn on, it's just the cross in the middle of the room. And then I'll just give a talk on the passion and then we'll just have time to venerate and pray at the cross. Um, acknowledge our shortcomings, acknowledge our need for God's sacrifice. Wow. It, you know, it, it's a really powerful, not, I'm really sad talking about it now that I'm not going to get to do it. Um, yeah. because it is just such a beautiful, uh, night of prayer. Um, yeah, it's been really cool. It's been a cool thing. So all you youth ministers out there, if you want idea, if you want specifics on that for next year, uh, message us again, our DMS are always open and Danny yeah. will be happy to uh, give you guys details on the specifics of how that I'll email you is, the script if you want it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This no is going to be long guys. We're already at uh, a full hour pretty much. So we're going to take a quick break again. They were going to, we got to get to a whole uh, Easter vigil. Yeah, we, we haven't had Easter yet. <laughs> Exactly, but don't don't worry, guys. Hang with us. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. <laughs> I mean, we're all quarantined. What else are you guys doing? All right, one sec. All right, if you guys are still hanging with us, we've been, we've already talked about Palm Sunday. We've talked about the Chrism Mass. We talked about Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Danny's extravaganza event, and now we are on to the Easter Vigil. This is the pinnacle of our uh, our faith. Uh, the whole Triduum is, but this Easter Vigil is what it's all about. So. Why don't we start with a fun story? Because we, we already talked about this story. Danny's uh, experience with doing tech work for the Easter Vigil three three years ago, two or three years ago. Uh, why don't you yeah. share that story really quick, and then we'll, then we'll dive in. So basically, uh, as we know, the Easter Vigil starts outside. And uh, I was kind of like assisting the tech manager guy at the time, uh, helping to make sure the microphones were all set up and stuff. So there's a podium outside with a microphone. And everybody was... Um, I think everybody had already gone inside or it was before anything had started. It was, it was before anything started when a lot of people were still inside the yeah. church. So people were still inside before we had started like ushering people out because it was really cold, I remember. So everyone was like inside waiting. Um, and like all the choir was in there like getting ready and stuff. And I walked up to the mic and I was like, check, check, like really loud. Because, but I wasn't hearing <laughs> is this, anything. Is this on, thing on? Yeah, like is this on? Hello? Like, but I... But the microphone Spoiler, was, it was fully on to inside, so you could only hear it inside. Exactly. The point of it was was that there was two microphones, one for outside, so the people outside could hear, and one for inside, so like the elderly people could hear. And I'm just screaming check into this microphone. It went, it went on and on and on, and we're like, I ran out and I was like, Danny, you yes. got to stop, bro. <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. so yeah. It's like when. It's like when a, at a priest after mass walks out and they're talking with the people in the vestibule, vestibule or outside. Like, but good they forget, morning! And it's they so forget loud. to turn off their mic. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh. All right. So Easter Vigil, uh, again, we start outside just like Palm Sunday, uh, but we start around a fire. And the symbolism, again, about light, you know, that, that's the whole symbolism of, of the vigil is the light of Christ. And that's what the right. Easter candle Breaking symbolizes is is Jesus breaking that darkness. And so uh, after prayers are said outside, you light that initial Easter candle from that fire pit. Uh, and usually no one's in the church. The church is dark, hopefully as dark as possible with uh, minus safe, you know, safety precautions. Right. But then people, once you come in, this is the most beautiful moment of the liturgy is when it's silent, 
and they mimic again Good Friday and they say the light of Christ and we all say thanks be to God. They elevate the candle three times, once at the back, once at the middle, once at the altar. And from that Easter Easter candle, they light all the little candles that everyone is holding and the light from Christ who spread to all of us illuminates starts to illuminate one by one as they all pass the light around and the church lights up but it never no one goes past the easter candle as it goes up we all wait uh jesus processes first and we all uh uh, all process in behind and light up the church and that symbolism of that all the light comes from christ right so we every light in the church came from christ but then we are able to spread that to each other you know, that we get our strength from God, our fire from God, but we get we can give our support to each other in that time and Amen. spread the faith. Yeah. You know, and, and that beauty of I made a Tuesday thought about this once that you can share that flame. And this the Easter vigil is where I got this idea for this prayer service that I do is that I can share my faith, my candle with you and not lose any myself. Yes. You know, I can pour into you without emptying anything into myself. Exactly. Um, that's the beauty of it. Okay, this, I mean, we don't want to go too long. We could have a whole episode on the Easter Vigil. So there's so many beautiful moments. Uh, the first thing that's, that's, uh, that's, that's sung or uh, proclaimed is the, is the Exultet. And I'll share it. I'm probably going to share it on Sunday with all of you guys. I've written a setting for that. It's awesome. Uh, it's, uh, there's a Brother link we'll bees. share it on, on YouTube. Yeah, about the bees. I wanna, uh, there's a whole line in there about uh, bees. Next year, we're going to do a whole, just a whole podcast on the vigil. I don't want to talk about it now because we're going long. Uh, the Exalta, it's a beautiful, beautiful prayer. It's long. My setting is like 15 minutes long. Uh, and then we go through, there's actually seven readings and seven psalms, uh, if you do them all. Right. For, from the Liturgy of the Word side, seven readings and seven psalms. Most churches do four or three. Uh, you have to at least do Genesis and you have to do uh, 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 from Exodus with the chariots, cast, cast the chariots into the sea, that reading. Um, cast besides that chariots it, into the sea. I like, I like that. Song. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, fun versions of that, but you have to do at least those two. And then there's kind of, you can pick and choose between the seven readings. If you do all seven readings, uh, it's, it's a lot, like buckle up. It's a long Pack ass. a lunch. But you know what? Like, people who come for the vigil, they're they ready know. for it. They know they what know. they're going. I go because I want all that. I want everything. You know, like right. I, I know what I'm getting myself and I into. Don't, I don't hold back. You know, if if my pastor said we're doing all seven readings, I'd say great. We usually do four, but I do all four psalms to their fullest extent with all the verses, and they're long. Uh, there's. Uh, there's beautiful moments. Let's just kind of skip through some stuff. There's beautiful moments. Uh, the, when the glory to God is sung, all the lights in the rest of the church are turned on. Bells are rung. Uh, bells are also rung on Holy Thursday, by the way. But we're ringing bells. The bells come back. Um, and then we have the triumphant return of the Alleluia after the epistles read. And, and I remember, like, you'll remember this, too. Is like we have a deacon at our, at our church at Holy Cross, uh, Deacon Kevin, and he's, like, the coolest and like he, he loves, you want to, you want to de- like, cause sometimes deacons are crabby, but you want a deacon that like loves liturgy and loves his faith. That's this de- He was actually the youth minister before me for a little bit. And, uh, but when he, and he usually reads the gospel and when he gets to do the Alleluia again and he holds up the gospel, it is 
powerful to see yeah. the joy, the just the joy of Christ illuminate on his face. Oh, yeah. When, he, when he's uh, in that moment. It's awesome. Quick little idea for any liturgists or music ministers that do have any kind of pull in liturgy. What I like to do is when you're singing the Alleluia, when it's the first time we've heard it in seven weeks or six weeks, uh, seven, yeah. Uh, don't just do a quick one verse and you're out and they just book it over to the ambo. I, I instruct... I instruct the, we do like two, two or three repeats. And then, uh, I instruct the deacon or whoever's holding the book to walk and, and, uh, they walk over both sides, right? They walk over to the side. And when we're singing verse one, they hold up the book. And then when we get to the chorus, they process to the middle of the church. And while we're singing verse two, they hold up the book. And then when, and then when we're singing the next refrain, they walk to the left side of the church and verse three, they hold up the book again. And then that final two or three refrains, they process back to the ambo and then do a reprise after the gospel's read, sing, sing it again and make, sing make it again. That, Make that hallelujah the most joyful hallelujah that people have ever heard, especially next year when we, when we actually get to do it, you know, that's make the point I important. wanted to make too, is that like Easter is so important and it's such a joyous time of Christ's victory over death, that Christ's love wins, that Christ uh, beats the one thing that they say holds everyone. Death is the only thing that to, that takes everybody. Not God didn't, didn't work, you know, not even death could hold him, you know, and sing it from the mountaintops. Let those liturgies be amazing, especially when we can do it next year fully. Like I want every priest, every deacon, every liturgist, every musician, every whoever to give everything they've got to the liturgies next year. Amen. I brother. mean, give them everything you've got to this year too, to the best that you can. But next year, when we can gather again, let's just make these liturgies that the people will never forget. Let's let's yep. sing Alleluia as jo- oops Lent, but as joyfully as we no, can. You can say Alleluia as long as it's not during a liturgy. Oh, good. Yeah, we're um, fine. But it, I do. I always remember that just the joy on his face when he holds up that book, and I can yeah. feel it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, okay. There, so, uh, and then there's, then there's a whole extra liturgy. There's the liturgy, the baptismal liturgy. Uh, we won't go through it. There's like a litany of saints. There's a blessing of the baptismal water. There's, that's, this is when you actually baptize the newly, uh, your new candidates, the RCA People candidates. RCA, yeah. They get baptized. They get confirmed. Uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, they do sprinkling rites. It's, what am I missing? There's, uh, uh, there, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on there. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen this year. We're going to have to wait and see when the all these RCI candidates are going to get their sacraments. There. Yeah, I, I thought. Oh, they'll probably just lump them in with confirmations, but then confirmations all got postponed. So now I'm, I've heard talks that it could could be on Pentecost. We could do something on Pentecost, like an extra long liturgy where we uh, do the do all the sacraments there. Uh, okay. Who knows if we're if we're not back then? We'll have, just have to figure it out. But that's what we do as a church. We we adjust. We, we pivot and we, we thrive regardless of the situation. Uh, and then, and then it's business as usual after that, except it's still the most important mass of the year, but we have our regular liturgy of the Eucharist. We have communion and, and it's one o'clock in the morning before you know it. (laughs) But yeah, it's, and that Eucharist too, like the Eucharist is amazing always, but like that Eucharist, that, that mass of just that, Oh, I just realized I'm wearing my victorious shirt. Shout out to Annalette Bell Youth Day. We're talking nice. about the victoriousness awesome. of, of Christ over, over death. But that Eucharist of just Jesus's 
alive. You know, Jesus is alive in the Eucharist and Jesus is alive in, in, in this, in our lives because he was able to raise, rise again. That's what Easter is about. Yeah. Um, so we have to rejoice in that and live in that truth, live in that, that joy that Christ beat death. And if Christ can beat death and then you can beat your sin, you can beat your shortcomings, you can beat your struggles. You can be victorious because we have a, our example, our God was victorious and that's who we're running to be like. So if he can do it, we can, you know, he beat death so we can beat sin. Dude, that's great. Um, you know, because we have God because we have him. It's sin is no match for us. We have him. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh so. that's, that's kind of a good way to end the episode because honestly, uh, that ends the true to him. Easter, uh, is, is wonderful. All the Christmas and Easter ca- uh, Catholics, they all show up and <laughs> there's, there's a million people in the church, although not this year but not this year not this year but that uh, again we'll we'll see what we can do everyone you know attend mass digitally uh prepare yourself in the right mindset in the right space prepare yourself uh to receive a spiritual communion and again let's let's encourage that longing and that wanting for christ so that when we get the sacraments again it's that much more meaningful to us and we want to run back to church uh but yeah so easter maybe let's save that because maybe we'll talk about on on next week's we don't we talked about so much this is i think our longest episode episode ever (laughs) but uh if anyone's still tuning in like cheers to you guys yeah thanks for thanks for sticking with us um but yeah, I think let's just wrap it up as we want to make sure that everyone's staying safe, practicing your social distancing, watch your liturgies online, keep uh, supporting your churches. We will get through this together. Um, we will yeah. get through this. Jesus is bigger than this. Jesus is, uh, our faith has to be stronger than this and, yeah. and we will get through this. Again, I'm, I'm, I'll say it again. I told Danny before we started, I'm really excited that we got the whole remote situation working because once we're able to, uh, not social distance, at least the two of us, we can start getting remote guests on. I mean, we could do a three person here, but I want to get the two of us in studio and we can reach out to uh, all of our friends that we've wanted to have on the podcast. So if you guys are interested in being on the podcast with us uh, remotely, if you guys live far away from us or whatever, contact us, let's set it up. Let's make it happen for uh, the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, we got, we got mugs coming. Uh, that logo, that logo looked pretty awesome. I'm excited about that. Uh, we still have all of our social media uh, at two Catholic dudes, underscore two Catholic dudes on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. It's not really a thing, but, uh, find us on Patreon as well. Again, during this time of crisis, please, please, please make sure that you donate to your churches. Your Your parishes are struggling right now. I guarantee it. So find the way to give online, donate, Sign up for direct deposit, whatever you need to do. If you had to pull out of our Patreon, that's totally cool. If you have any surplus, uh, f- there's probably a lot of first responders, anything that needs help. This is the time that, like, uh, it's not about us. Uh, if you feel the call that you still love our ministry, like, we're happy to accept any mo- any money. But, like, um, it's not about that right now. We're, we're all struggling together, and it's time to come together and pool our resources to who needs it most, you know? And we're going to be fine. Amen. All right, guys. Well, with that, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Keep practicing your social distancing. Be safe, be healthy, and uh, God bless everybody. Yeah, I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Peace.